Hello and welcome to Precure Podcast Engaged, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chipo. And I am Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we are watching episode 20 of Atariwa, which is the real one. There are two Honakas. Also known as a double dose of smart. Wikipedia also. It says, instead of saying there are two Honakas, it just says the two Honakas. There, I mean, both are accurate. There are two Honakas in this episode, but only one of them is the real one. Mmm. Yes. This is also Poisony's last episode. Uh, pull one out for our only female bad guy. So far. So far. We got a lot of pretty care ahead of us. We got a lot of Futariwa ahead of us, too. Because uh, mm-hmm. it has two seasons. It sure does. <laughs> so we start off this episode in the uh, classroom that Konika uses for her science club. At first, I thought this was a science class, but no, it's her club. Uh, and let me just say that every single person in this classroom should be kicked out of the science club with one exception. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that too. I'm like, Hanukkah's the only one wearing a lab coat. That's not what I'm talking about. Lab coat, you don't need a lab coat to do science. But you do need eye protection when working with chemicals. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's only one person in this classroom that wears glasses. And is that lady, is that girl from the Science Fair Project episode? Which is interesting because Hanukkah does have glasses. But she doesn't wear them all the time. Yeah. Uh, also, when you're in the lab and you go to smell a thing, do not put your face above it and sniff it. That's bad. You're supposed to waft the scent into towards you. It's whoever was teaching these uh, middle schoolers sign safety. They did a real bad job of it. Like I get that they are just making they're making perfume. Yes. Um. And, like, you know all of the chemicals involved there. You theoretically know all of the combinations, like, what they will do. Um, but even then, don't just, like, start spraying it on your hands. Yeah. Like, I get, like, maybe if you're just using it from, like, a kit. But if you're mixing things that, like, mm-hmm, I just, it's bad lab safety. Yes. And while it's not important to wear a lab coat, it is weird to me that Honaka is the only one in the science club that is wearing one. You would think that the West would also. Well, it's because she's the leader. I mean, that's fair. She is the head. Yes. But they are- I should buy a lab coat. You should. What was I going to say? Ah, yes. So they are making perfume. Uh, Some of them are doing better than others. Like, someone says that their perfume smells like air freshener, and someone's like, well, yours smells like incense. And of course, Honaka has made a wonderful perfume. She's even bought her own bottle to put it in. And she sprays it on her wrist. You know, like, when you try perfumes, you, like, spray them, like... Mm-hmm. I guess putting it on, like... I'm trying to remember, uh, like, you th- like putting it on, like, your wrists 
and neck are like the best places for perfume. I, I believe that's the case. Yeah, I forgot why. Wrist, at least for testing. Um, yeah. Neck, I just think it's because it's around the place people would be. It's at eye level. It's at nose level. That's true. And everyone, all the other girls in this science club are gather around to smell Honoka's wrist because it's very good. Like the perfume she made, it's a very nice scent. We then cut to Naisa, which shows that this is after school and not a class, which I thought, uh, because she's at lacrosse practice. And she's thinking about last episode. She's worried about Ikubo. She also wonders if they've gotten stronger because they were able to at least fend him off. They didn't defeat him, but, you know, they did their best. And she wants to get the Seven Prism Stones as fast as possible so they can restore the field of light and be done with all these evil people. Speaking of evil people... We go to the Dark Zone. Yes. The Jakku King is like, we gotta annihilate light. We're gonna live forever... You gotta destroy them. The same thing he's always talking about. And he's talking to Poisony. Yeah. But yeah, basically, it results in Poisony deciding that even if it kills her, she's going to get those other stones. Yes. <laughs> she says, I will get those prism stones even if I have to give my life in exchange. She definitely, like, the end of this episode, she's, like, just going hard about... Like, she knows that she's, like, on her last try. Mm-hmm. And Ikubo and Kira are kind of, like, you know, they're kind of being down on her because she hasn't really done anything. I mean, she's done stuff, but, like, she's also failed. So, once practice is over, the, uh, two of them, Monica and Aisa, walk home. No, they they talk about walking home together, but they haven't left school yet. Uh, and Aksa smells the perfume that's on Honoka. Mm-hmm. And it leads to this, I thought it was funny, uh, joke where, uh, Naisa says it kind of smells like Europe. And Honoka's like, you've been to Europe? When have you been to Europe? And <laughs> Naisa says, Frankfurt. So Honoka's like, oh, you've been to Germany. And then she says, French bread. Belgian waffles. Honoka's like, you're just listing off European food. Yeah, of course <laughs> you should know that she's never been to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> and then Naisa asks Honoka if she wants to stop by the Takiyaki stand after school, which is run by Akane. Uh, Honoka at first says no, but then she's like, oh, I'm just kidding, of course I want to. So Naisa goes to get changed, and Honoka goes to wait by, I guess she's not waiting by the gate. Because what we see in a few minutes. Yeah, I think it's like her running back to go do something, probably. Yeah. Because we see Poisony, like, her eyes, where she's disguised herself as one of the students. And she overhears them. Because then we cut to Naisa waiting by the gate. And Hanukkah's late, so she has gone back to do something, at least. And then Meeple starts yelling, that he's hungry. Like always. And they get into a fight because Noxville's like, you just got into a fight with Mipple last episode. Like, about talking about how you just want to eat all the time. Like, come on. And Meeple says, I don't know if I agree with him or not, but he says, it's okay that he fights with Mipple because they have complete trust in one another. I mean, I don't feel like you should fight with your significant other. Mm. Especially... 
what the way they fought last episode where they were very <laughs> yeah that one was rough yeah like fi- some fights are fine it happens you're different yeah. people but like that was a lot yeah uh nisa starts saying oh does she really trust you but like yeah of course she does and then nisa starts talking about like how she's because meeple says like oh what about you and she's like I'm open-hearted. I'm good at looking after people. I'm good at a cross. And people starts laughing at her. And immediately when she gets angry, he's like, No, 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 wait. I mean, you're you're amazing. You're fantastic. I take it all back. But no, she still slides the sleep card. Because, of course, we need to have Meeple be asleep for what's about to happen next. Work. Yeah. Because if Meeple was awake... Poison Lee's plan would fall immediately through the ground. Even though she doesn't want to do a good job of it. Like, she messes up pretty badly. Yeah, she's like, this is the worst I've ever seen her do a disguise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the two of them walk... Ooh, I just jumped ahead in the episode. Uh, Holnaka shows up. You can't see it, but... I uh, did air quotes around Honaka. Uh, and she says she was talking to a senior member of the science club, and that's why she was late. And the two of them walk off. And then the real Honaka shows up, and she's like, where is Nagisa? Mm-hmm. And then Kiria's there and is like, smells. You have them. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Pretty much the conversation. He's like, huh, is that Lily of the Valley I smell? She's like, oh, yeah. Surprise, you could tell. No one else could. And he's like, ah, nice. Well, goodbye. You don't need to wear perfume. And then he turns on his heel and runs away. <laughs> you know, he's a middle school, I guess, boy. They're awkward. He's a middle school demon. Middle School Demon. That's my uh, favorite anime. Uh, well, mm, that basically exists. <laughs> it probably does. Demon Girl Next Door. That's is that what that one is? You know, I think they. She might be in middle school. I feel like no. Are they She's in, high in a school and is a magical girl. That's those are the two things I know about it. Well, no, she's a demon and she fights against. A magical girl that's also out of school. But she has, like, a magical girl form. <laughs> that is true. But she's supposed to kill the magical girl? I only watched a few episodes. It, but it's very sweet because she's not good at what she's supposed to do, which is uh, defeat the magical girl. So they're just, like, friends. I listened to, like, the brief recap that they did on uh, Anime Slushy. And it's one of those shows. It's like... If this was written by anyone, like, this was written by, um, I don't want to say anyone else, because that's definitely not true, but if this was written by someone else, it would have been much gayer than it is. Yes. (laughs) And it's already, it it would have just been canonically gay at that point, I guess. Yeah, I mean. One of them offers to perform a marriage ritual with the other. (laughs) I didn't know that, but that's amazing. 
it's not literally a marriage ritual, but it's like the exact same ritual that her her parents did. So like, uh, yeah, I mean, basically. But enough about those magical mm-hmm. goals. Let's talk about ours. Yes. Uh, so Poisony is pretending to be Honika and is bad at it, but Nagisa is oblivious. Yes. Because they go to get the food from the stall and they start eating the takiyaki. Well, Nagisa starts eating the takiyaki. Uh, Poisony just stares at it and says- What is this food? <laughs> She's like, oh, you know, it's just the perfume. It's putting my mind in a haze. Nagisa's like, do you, do you need to go home? Are you okay? She's like, oh, no. I'll be fine. Uh, but- and then Nagisa asks, how Mipple's doing? And Poison is like, ah, I wonder what happened with that. Nagisa's like, why are you calling Mipple that? Did you also get into a fight? Poison is like, yes, that's what's going on. And Nagisa does pull out the Meeple phone while Meeple is asleep. Uh, and Poison asks if she can see it. And Nagisa almost gives it over to her. She's like, But then Aunt Akane to the rescue. Yes. <laughs> She's like, Hey, what about, uh, when are you gonna be having another lacrosse match? I would love to come see it and support you guys. And Nagisa's like, Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And then this is where Poisony messes up. Mm hmm. Because she asked Honoka if she'll come, and she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. But can I see Mipple? And Nagisa's like, okay, something's up. It's like, who are you for real? Honoka wouldn't call Meeple Mipple. She's not me, who messes up everyone's name. <laughs> who repeatedly messes up Honoka and Nagisa's name. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I wouldn't also do good. I'd be like, can I see Mipple? I mean, Meeple. I don't, I wouldn't try to pretend to be Honoka. I don't think I could. So, Poisony's like, yup, you caught me. And Nagisa immediately gets up and starts running off. And Poisony just like slowly walks after her. It's kind of creepy. Mm hmm. It's very it follows. Yes. And then the, the real Honoka shows up to the Takiyaki stand, and she's like, Is Nagisa here? And is like, yeah, she was here, but she ran off. And it's weird, because I'm pretty sure you left with her. And Honoka's like, huh, alright, that's weird. And then <laughs> we get to the point in the anime where I was like, why did they choose this scene in particular? Because because it's, an, it's a scene where they have no escape. That's true. I also realize it allows them to have this back and forth instead of being able to reveal very quickly who's the real Honoka because Nagisa runs onto a train and she thinks she makes it in time for Poisony not to get on the train with her. But then Honoka shows up, who I called Honoka 1, and then Nagisa starts like trying to run off and then Honoka 2 also shows up and we have this entire scene on this train. And, like, there's people all around them as so having this conversation. And I realize they wouldn't be able to, like, they, this is a point where they both pull out their, the meeple, the meeple, the meeple phones, but mm-hmm. they don't open it. I was, realized it would be very easy to know who's the real one if they woke up meeple. Because only one of them is the real like, only them would actually have Mipple. 
Yeah. Uh, but instead, we get this whole thing. What's my favorite food? Yes. So, at first, Honoka 1 tries to prove it because she has the perfume on her arm. I will also say that I thought the second Honoka that showed up was the real one. I was wrong. Uh, because mm-hmm. she has the actual bottle of perfume, so I was like, oh, maybe she is the real Honoka. But the other one's like, she could have snuck into the club room to get it. So they start this entire thing where they both ask questions, like, back and forth. And it's mm-hmm. mostly information about Nagisa, like, when's her birthday? What's her favorite food? Uh, and then they just start listing facts about Nagisa, like, she loves sports. She doesn't like to study. You have smelly socks. Yes. And that is when it is revealed that that one's the real Honoka, because the first Nagisa is like, why would you say that? And then it hits her. And we get a flashback to, I can't remember which episode it was, where they got it's, the journals. Was it's that the-, the one after the death of Pretty Cure. <laughs> yes. So she remembers that she wrote that in her journal. And so... Only the real Honoka would know that. And Pony's like, yep, you caught me. I do love this scene, though. Like, as weird as it is that they're having this back and forth about who's real on a public train, uh, they're also just kind of like, they start just kind of like roasting Nagisa by listening like, oh, she's bad at con- concentrating, and she's not the type to say no when people needed to do something. And I'm like, you guys are being a little mean to her. Yeah, but, you know friends. Yes. So we get to the crux of the episode. Nagisa and Honoka run off and they get to like this uh, places full of like warehouses. Yeah, it's like an airplane hangar. Yeah, where they can have this fight without anyone interrupting them. But also they're going to try to lock the door first and yes. see if that works. They try and it, it doesn't work. Uh, Poisonies like She's just ready to go. She's just like, I'm gonna fuck up your day. So they transform, and as Poisoning, like, bursts open the door, the meeples wake up, and immediately after they finish transforming, Poisoning just, like, blasts them. Yeah, yeah, she just does, like, a bunch of air blasts back, one after the other. Every time they get back up, she just blasts them again. Launching them into the walls and through the roof and stuff like that. And then Poisony starts, like, going on this whole spiel about, like, oh, it must be nice to be young, but just because uh, you're young and youthful, like, doesn't mean you can do everything. It's all about experience and having the power to, like, back everything up. Uh, They do try to use their big move on her. And for the first time... It doesn't work because she like she has this thing when she like teleport, so she teleports out of the way, and they're both like really surprised because usually it hits. You know, you do one yeah. big attack, and then they'll block it sometimes, but it'll always overpower them. Yes, and then so they're like, oh, okay, well, hold on a sec, I lost my place in my notes. Where am I? I they start like trying to do it again but poisony is like using her hair to like grab them yeah and keep them apart it's just like a wild tendrils just 
spanning out everywhere and like sometimes it's wings and sometimes it just grabs you yeah um then she just like is taunting them and then they keep talking and then eventually after several attempts to grab each other's hands still yeah they manage to make it connect yes and they say and they can't but again it does i'm trying to remember why can't i remember if if this happens twice or no so this time instead of firing it directly at her and having their two beams combined they just direct their beams into the hair tendrils that are holding them and then when she tries to teleport away yes. it, it drops them and then the beam also teleports with her yes sorry Meaning, go ahead no you can finish sorry and then she teleports like way up into the sky and explodes yes I'm getting confused because I wrote down a lot of, like, what she was saying, like, about how, like, adults are better than kids. Like, they have more experience. They've seen all these things. Like, they've seen the bloodshed. They have the experience. Those. Uh-huh. it's She just goes on and on about how the pretty girls suck because they're young kids and they don't have all this experience. And, like, whatever. Uh, They do have this good line that says, uh, it's nothing to do with the consequences. It's a one-time gamble that they have to take at the very last moment. And that's when they uh, put it into her hair. Because, like, we aren't fools. We've been learning, too. And Poisony's dead. You, oh, you're right. I did, like, Big Move Time Part 2. Okay, so it was only twice. Sometimes I look at my notes and I get lost in them. Because I write a lot. I've been there. Uh, so Poisony's finally gone. And we get her prison stone. It's... An orange one. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back. Oh, when she dies, we also see, this is, the, I think, the first time we've seen it, that uh, Kiria and Ikubo, they were able to sense that she lost. Yeah, they have, like, an immediate reaction. Yes. And after the they get the prism stones, we immediately cut back to them, and Ikubo says... Uh, that she's also disappeared into darkness. And that's the fate of those who live in the Dersuku Zone, unless you win. And he asks Kiria, Well, are you going to live in darkness, or die in the light? And Kiria's like, I'm gonna live. And then we get this scene. Of him, he- like, at, like, a cliff, just screaming. <laughs> and you can just see the Jakku King, like, off in the distance, as Kiria's, like, screaming on this cliff. Okay, so at this scene, he still had three chains, but we'll have to check again next time. To yes. see if it updates then. Ooh, yes. It's- this is a wild way to end the episode. Because, like- He's just screaming on his life, but you can still see Jack, the Jack Hooking just off in the distance. <laughs> the Dark Zone's just a really weird place. Yeah, sometimes you just need to go scream into hell sometimes, you know? Get the edge out. Yeah. <laughs> but next time, we're gonna be returning to everyone's favorite magical boy. That's why. Yeah. We're going to take a trip to Washington, D.C. Yes, and we're going to be talking to... I called him Benison Tenjamin in my mind earlier today. Yeah, okay. Benison Tenjamin. <laughs> yes, but Hero Time is coming back again. I hope you are all excited to hear us talk about Ben 10 again. I mean, you all did 
vote that you wanted to hear us talk more about Ben 10, so I have to assume. We did receive an email about it. Yes. So, look forward to that. And then after that, we will continue on with A Pretty Cure. Actually, I lied. We're just going to start a whole new show. I don't know what it's going to be about yet, but... Uh, well, I know what it's about. We've already talked about what it's about. We just need a way for other people to be less busy. That's true. <laughs> yes. But that is the episode. I enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed just how wild the train scene was. Although, to be fair, if I was on that train, I would also just be like, I'm just gonna mind my business while these middle schoolers... Deal with whatever's going on. Yeah, teens, you know? <laughs> Those teens. Oh, we didn't even talk about how many twins we've seen in our life. Yes. <laughs> I mean, now's the time. Because you were like talking about why aren't people talking about these twins yelling at this girl on a train. I'm like, I mean... I went to high school with at least two sets of twins, maybe a third. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like there was at least one set of twins in my high school. I just felt like the conversation they were having was a bit weird, because they were both trying to prove that they're the real Honoka. This is like some weird, like, love triangle thing where it's like, oh, I mistook, mistook you for your twin. Oh no. I mean, who knows what teens are getting up to these days. I'm not a teenager. Uh, I I am also not a teenager. <laughs> if anyone out there was curious. I no longer live with teenagers either, so I just, I have no reference. Sometimes when my roommate has her 11-year-old daughter over, and that's my only clue into the young teen wolf but she's like 11 so he's not a teenager yet the young teen wolf is what <laughs> i thought you were gonna say i mean i haven't seen teen wolf in a while although we have discussed if he is a magical boy the answer is yes yes so look forward to us talking about teen wolf eventually <laughs> yeah <laughs> the true aim of this podcast is just talk about as many magical properties as possible we're just disguising it as a pretty cure podcast Oh, speaking of which, Shaolin Showdown. Not a magical girl anime. What was the other one that I said was, in fact, a magical girl anime? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Hold on, I can just pull it up on my Twitter account. I'll have to go digging, but it'll happen. In the meantime, plugs, I guess. Yeah, plugs. Uh, if you want to talk to us about what you think is and isn't a magical girl or a magical boy... Show you can find us on Twitter at Prepod Engage. And if you want to talk to me about that, or, I don't know, anything, you can find me at Magical underscore Pride. I love Magical Girl shows, so I'm always willing to talk about them. Uh, okay, here's what it was. The other one is LT Grey. Oh! LT Grey is a magical boy anime. Yeah. He does transform, doesn't he? Yeah. God, it's been forever since I've seen LT Grey. Hmm. One day we have to make, like, a list of what is and isn't a Magical Girl show. I'll put it on the separate sheet on the spreadsheet that I have of all of the cancelled um, Cartoon Network pilots. <laughs> then if people want to ask you more about that, where can they find you? 
They can find me on Twitter at Madlobotanist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, or on my other podcast, Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast. Yes, and you can also find our podcast that we also do with our mutual friend, Crash, at Hey Let's Talk Cast, where we talk about stuff, and we will. Just you wait, we'll talk about more stuff. Uh... Cassidy, what if we put out the Sonic episode on Valentine's Day? Because that's when the Sonic movie comes out. That was the plan. I just have to edit it still. And I have a few other things I need to edit as well. So I need to just like spend a couple of days just editing. But I keep not doing that and doing other game design stuff instead. But now the game design stuff I should be doing other separate game design stuff. <laughs> it's fine. We'll get there eventually. I mean, one day, you'll hear us talk about Sonic. And that's it. That's the show. That's the podcast. Yeah, that's been this one. Yep. Uh, and until next time. We need your help, Meepo. John Madden. John Madden. John Madden. <laughs> John Madden. John Madden. John Madden. Not it there. Ah, uh, God. Football.